Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Emma. And I'm Gabby, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, how are you, mate? Um, all right, I've got um, a sore throat. Oh, no. Um, I know. And um, I don't think it's coronavirus. You sound quite sexual and husky. I know. Mm. I thought it might be good to bring this to the podcast. Yeah. Like, you know what this sore throat might actually be good for. I like um, it. <laughs> but yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've had a nice weekend. Um, cool. Bit of, bit of pub, bit of friend. Yeah, I saw you at the pub with your mm. friend mm-hmm. yesterday. I was like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, I know. Well, we've got these two pubs like literally spitting distance from my new house that we haven't been in at all, of course. And so, yeah, now they've kind of opened and it's like, well, I'm just going to nip in. Gonna... So, so I saw your friend put on her stories that um, she was in this really cool pub. And I was like, oh, my God, where are you? How come I'm not there? And it was like, a, how come I, I'm not in the pub by the sea? And then the next story showed you. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, now she thinks I'm like really bitter about not being invited. <laughs> It's more of a kind of general thing. <laughs> we ca- the 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 rules are, um, you can't. We couldn't have done it. No, you're right. you're right. We're it's um, it's very annoying. This rule of six thing is is quite no. uh, exclusive. Con- exclusive, yes. It is. Yes. yes. There's lots it's- of room for pissing people off. Yeah, and it's okay because I was with my friends yesterday, so it's you were exactly. Yeah. And you had a good time too. We had a lovely time. We sat. We were in the garden all day. Um, although I'd like to complain, like lodge an official complaint about the weather, please. Okay, yeah, all right. Because we have had, like, we're very lucky living as we do in the Florida of England. Mm. Um, we've had glorious sunshine recently, but it's just not been warm. And every time I look at my my app, my like weather app, it says in 10 days it'll be 15 degrees. And then the 10th day approaches and it's not 15 degrees. It's like 10 no. degrees at most. It's not, it's not warm, man. It's not I'm warm. It's so cold all the time. I just I just want to wear a floaty dress. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm today I've just got dressed. I'm wearing a skirt without tights again. I just keep, you know, You're I'm like, if I build woman. it, it'll come, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, well, Can I also just say that I'm on my 10th day of menstruating right now and I'm really over it. Jesus H. Christ. I got yeah. a really bad period yesterday. Like, I don't usually get painful periods, but it really, like, I had to lie down. <laughs> and that it's never happens periods. to me. Just absolutely fuck periods. I mean, I just want to, like, my body cannot conceive. Why am I going through this every month? Mm, I'm tempted to just go back on the pill and just, like, not have breaks. Yeah. But then I, I don't think that's great. It's either, not good for so. you. Well, I don't yeah. know if it's not good for me so much as... um I just don't know if I've, like, it just doesn't make me feel great. And also, I tend to bleed when I'm on the pill, so. I'm great on the pill. My skin is lovely. Like, I don't get hormonal. Everything is great, but also, it's, I just don't think it's good for you. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't want to do that anymore. I've already done it for a long, long time. I think it's good for certain times in your life. Mm. Like, I feel like, you know, when I was a teenage girl, it was great. Mm. Although, to be fair, I didn't really need it, but, you know. You didn't know that at the time. No, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I just feel like these days, I mean, again, don't really need contraception, but I'm tired of menstruating. Mm. So, and obviously I'm, I'm lucky to be menstruating because some people don't. Yes. But at the same time, um, I just have no need of it. Same time, it can just fuck off, really. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad of the benefits that come with it. Good. Like, um you know just being being healthy i, I want to no. say fertile but no, no. i mean neither of those <laughs> yeah being generally healthy <laughs> um we could just do without the 10 day bleeds anyway should we talk about this episode let's We've got a good one um really excited so first we're talking to soph yay we're back on the soph with soph we're back on the soph with soph and um we're talking about having a break yes yeah and you know, I've been editing it, our conversation, and I still don't believe that you can go on a TTC break. I just don't believe it's possible. You mean mentally, yeah. not physically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I just think, um, I just think that, you know, do you remember when we were like teenage girls and used to read those magazines where it was like, um, I got pregnant by sitting on a toilet seat. Mm-hmm. I just think those kind of thoughts creep into your mind, even you if think? you're not physically shagging. Yeah, but I think it definitely, like, the the noise level on those kind of thoughts is way lower. True. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's really, like, when you've really given yourself plenty of space to, to get to that crazy yeah. way of thinking. Whereas yeah. normal life, you're kind of, those thoughts are probably, if you've not been shagging, they're not really that present, I don't think. No, they are less present. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a good chat with Soph. I think a lot of people will... Um, relate we'll relate to it yeah exactly um yeah I certainly do and um and yeah it's good to chat to her about it absolutely and then <gasps> dun 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 talking to the one the only wagon wagon yay so that in case you're, you don't know I mean who doesn't know but that's <laughs> Whitney and Megan who are a lesbian influencer power couple yeah, who like live in a world of beautiful hues of like peach and and beige and cream, and they're just they're just so wafty and floaty yeah. and delicious. 
Do you not get that when you look at their Instagram? I'm just like, Jesus. Wasty, floating, delicious. Those are absolutely accurate. I feel like rose-tinted glasses is what you like. They must yeah. just, that's that's the the world that they inhabit. <laughs> but while they do look wafty and floating, delicious, they're also quite, um, as you said, powerful because they launched a campaign, uh, was it is this year? Last year? It's the end of last year. End of last year. Um fighting for same-sex couples to get the same IVF um, privileges on the NHS as heterosexual couples. Mm. I think they, um, when they started investigating how to start a family, I think they got a bit of a shock about, um, yeah, the rules and regs that were governing their choices. And I think, yeah, I think they make some very, very strong points. Um, And it was, yeah, it was good to chat to them about it, as well as talking about Hawaii and everything else. (laughs) There was quite a lot of like, what's what's it like to live in Hawaii? Yeah. Um, can I just ask? Um. <laughs> Did you go to the beach and watch the sunset every night? Um, and then we're talking about, so Professor Tim, we're talking about single versus double embryo. This is answers. such a big one. Because yes, just like, is. you know, it goes against everything. You just think two, twice the chance. Yeah. And um, And I, yeah. It's yeah. it's just such a good question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, other than that, have we got anything else to talk about? Buy our book. Please pre-order our book. Uh, um, buy a t-shirt. Uh, but mostly pre-order the book, I think. Yes. If we had one ask. <laughs> please, please buy our book. It's probably the most expensive of all the asks. Yeah, it is expensive. Um, you can um, do all that on our website, so that's bigfatnegative.com. It's not that expensive. No, I mean, it's not in the grand scheme of things it's not like a palace <laughs> no it's not um but it's, it's more just... expensive than a coffee but less expensive than a palace yes exactly and it'll bring you joy so yeah. um yeah if you could do that that would be great um also we haven't um we haven't asked people to review the podcast we've just got too many asks at the moment haven't we yeah we do and I've, i feel like we're like draining people's resources but yes like obviously if you like the podcast we'd love it if you dropped us a review yeah. um it does help other people to find the podcast it does indeed yeah and um and if you've like, you can also do things that are really easy, such as follow us on Instagram if you don't already, at Big Fat Negative, or follow us on Twitter, at Big Fat Negative, or even follow us on Facebook, Big Fat Negative. But we really don't post there. <laughs> we should just stop yeah, saying that. But wouldn't bother going. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry to everyone who has, by the way, and feels like they may have wasted their time yeah. following us on Facebook. It's just Absolutely. too many socials. Yeah, too many socials. Not enough time. Too many socials. Um, um, but you could also email us. Big fan negative podcast at gmail.com. That's probably the one we're best at. Yes, we're really good at that. Mm-hmm. Also, if you are emailing us with a question for Liz, or actually just in general, if you want to get in touch with something for our wonderful agony aunt Liz, mm-hmm. if you could email it, that would be good. And if you could subject line it, BFN agony aunt, yeah, that would help us to collate them. Yes, and after all those instructions, we'll just let you enjoy the podcast. Just enjoy, guys. Just enjoy. See you on the flip side. Miss Sophie. Miss Sophie. Miss Sophie. Miss Sophie. Yeah. Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. It's it's a lovely... I was going to say it's Friday night. It's not. It's Friday night for me because I have Fridays off. Yeah, I'm drinking wine. Anyone else? No. No? I've already no. had wine, though. 
Does that count? <laughs> I've finished the wine and now I must drink the port. <laughs> yeah. I want the wine, the cheese and the port. Great. Um, I mean, now I feel less cool. Oh, well, you know, I mean, I just had a splash. <laughs> Drinking wine is cool. Don't Do worry. Think, I mean, sometimes worry that all the, cool kids. all the cool kids are doing it these days. <laughs> we quite often drink wine on this podcast. And when we're drinking wine, we mention that we're drinking wine. And um, yeah. that's because we usually record in the evening. Mm. I'm sometimes concerned that people think that we're like heavy drinkers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they'd be correct in my case. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I was, I was in a friend's garden. That's why I had some wine. Mm. It wasn't. 11 o'clock this morning or anything don't worry <laughs> intervention unnecessary wine okay wine's not a sin it's not no it's, it's not a sin at all and you know it's fine but sometimes dealing with this stuff you might want a morning glass of wine <laughs> and if dear listener that's you you know that's fine yeah gabs and emma are drinking wine too <laughs> yeah. gabs finish hers by 9 a.m no. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast goes out at six so. um I guess the question, Sophie, is you all right? Yeah, mate. I am actually feeling quite good this week. Hey, okay, that's, that's cool. good. Yeah. I haven't been drinking much wine, which has probably <laughs> helped my general oh, well-being. God. It's so annoying when people say that though, isn't it? I'm yeah. drinking less and I feel really good. I think it's also the sun's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah ish in between batches of snow yeah i mean it's so fucking cold isn't it i'm so cold i just got so cross at how cold it was earlier oh i went out in a skirt with no tights on today oh, that's really it stupid. was, not, it was <laughs> not ready not ready no i have got dry shoulders at the minute from dry how cold it is <laughs> Which I've never had before in my life. Oh my god! Are they no. itchy, dry shoulders? That's no, just I um because the pool's just opened up. I've been swimming a couple of times this week, so I I obviously no. haven't touched my shoulders in some time. <laughs> I mean, Not I don't know why I would or wouldn't. Swimming, um, but yeah, went to get changed. I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like there's an alligator on <laughs> the top of my arms. <laughs> but I think it's because it's been this deceptively cold weather. I've been cycling around thinking it's sunny, then actually it's freezing, and I've got yeah. I've literally got chapped chapped shoulders. So that's me. Have, have you been wearing those cold shoulder tops? <laughs> You know the ones with the shoulders cut out? I was like, no, I don't think I need a top to make my shoulders any colder. (laughs) (laughs) They're chapped enough already. (laughs) Um, I mean, you had a a topic, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. This is a thematic podcast now. Is this one called We Were On A Break? The one where we were on a break. So I think I mentioned last time um, that me and Mr. Sophie have, been um yeah just trialing a break recently we came to it because to be honest two years in we were both just kind of exhausted I think that with the added layer of lockdown this January lockdown was pretty boring and intense and Mm -hmm. we you know weren't getting on very well and infertility on top of that is just a whole other layer of pressure so we're like let's just Mm. Let's, yeah, let's yeah let's just not try and force ourselves to do this this month so you um, say you're on a break but is it really possible to be on a break 
Well, you simply say, please don't insert your penis there this month. really? So you're on a complete break. (laughs) Well, we're on a, we're on a, um, yeah, we're on a break. We're on a break from trying, but you know, our only way of trying at the moment is the uh, very conventional heterodynamic yeah, yeah, but way of having. Presumably, sex. you can have like. No, no, I don't want to. Yes, know obviously, there's, there's, there are. Yeah, there's there's ways. There's yeah. ways. But, 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 lads, like, but presumably, you're having. You're like, but they're not safe, guys. But they are probably safe for everyone in our community. <laughs> but like, so pulling out is probably safe for us. Yeah. <laughs> But I so wouldn't you, recommend it to young teenage girls. So you're literally <laughs> like, okay. I mean, you sound shocked that they're not shagging. No. I am not shocked that you're not shagging. <laughs> After that long of just constantly trying and shagging all the fucking time, I bet you're delighted to not be shagging. Like, what a glorious time off. Well, the thing is, it does get to a stage where you're like, this isn't, fun like it used to be you know this feels like a chore and I don't like saying we have to do it today Mm. we have Mm. to I know that you're really tired I know you've had a really stressful day I'm also really tired and I'm still annoyed at you about that thing earlier but you have to do this on she's your member today (laughs) yeah Yeah, I mean it's not that's not sexy that's that kind of pressure is not sexy it's not And I've been thinking about it, you know, we are both cisgendered, he's a guy, I'm a woman, so everything I say is going to be very, very patronormative, just kind of heads up on that. Um, But, you know, if someone said to me, you must orgasm (laughs) today, now, in this window of time and you have to do it again the day after tomorrow and then two days after that and two days after that you know I would fucking hate that yeah it's quite it's quite intense yeah yeah and I think we tend to think that for you know people with penises who are trying to do this that it's just oh it's just mechanical surely you like it but actually you know it's quite a lot of pressure it's a lot of pressure it's a total head fuck you're being very empathetic there uh, I don't know. I like. I don't know. Just thinking of my. I remember. I literally just wanted the sperm. I didn't mm. want my husband. And like, I think after a while, he kind of knew that. Aww. And I think that you know. I think when you're that's that, it's not a turn on, is it? No, I don't think it's. Yeah, I don't think it's a very nice feeling. Um, and it's also not nice to, you know, to always be approaching in that way as well you know like obviously there's other times that we've had fun but it does kind of suck the fun out of something that used to be like intensely fun one Mm. of the most fun things if not the most fun thing uh to do um you know and it it's just a lot of pressure and actually taking a break has been really great for us we're Mm. we're like Mm. We're having such a good time. We, you know, at first it was a bit weird, um, but it, it's it been really good for me because I have, I mean, we, we so we returned to try again last month, but we took a break Jan, Feb. We are probably going to take a break again in the month ahead and maybe just try a bit of back and forth on, off, um, 
I, I mean, I guess all one of the try is on, on, off, on. Yes, <laughs> off, on. Done. <laughs> off, on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, because for, like, for my well-being, I mean, we all know what that cycle of hope and despair and how much can I let myself hope. It's really stupid to let myself hope this month. But if I don't hope at all, is my negative mindset going to banish any chance of it happening? Oh, no, that's a terrible thing to think. Negativity is not going to stop this. But what if it has stopped it all this time? I should be positive. I should be hopeful. <laughs> no, because if I hope, I'm going to be even more crushed. You know, we it's just so exhausting to be mm. thinking that the whole time. Yeah. And actually to have that completely removed is like, oh, great. Well, I can just kind of get on with thinking about other things and not have these boring, repetitive but do you not get like, get little yeah. thoughts that creep in? I mean, I, I, as somebody who is fundamentally unable to conceive, I still get every time I have sex, I'm like, mm, could be, could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the prob- That's kind of the problem. I mean, it's. But do you yeah. not even, do you not get it? Like, even if you like are pulling out or whatever, do well, you not we, get this we'll... little thought creeping in? Like, well, maybe one little spermie. <laughs> no I mean like I said we took a we, you know we just took a took a bit of a break from it okay and it was and it was good and then we started you know we've started really kind of fancying each other again and then it's like oh no we can't you know it's mm-hmm. oh that's quite nice then it becomes almost forbidden you're like and then the next time you have sex you'll be like oh I was really enjoying sex that time so that's probably the one yeah I mean I remember like I, I distinctly remember certain shags where I was like oh my god that was great fun and and look at where we are in this brilliant hotel in Japan (laughs) there's no way that hasn't worked do you know what I mean like you're just like yeah I've got like a rolodex of the great shags that I really thought were the ones yeah shags I have had (laughs) shags I have been fooled by (laughs) yeah that's deceptively good busted shags I just I don't I don't believe you can ever be on a break, even if you're technically on a break. I don't think you can ever be on a break because I think it's still in your head. Like the minute you're like, oh, I'm actually really relaxed now. So maybe now would be a good time. Yeah. And then you spend the next six months being like, I was really relaxed at that point. And like, and I didn't try and I'm never going to forgive myself. Or is that just me? No. Well, obviously when we um, returned to trying, um, you know, a few weeks ago, I was like, oh, well, obviously now we've had this break. Mm. That'll be it. Yeah, my head's been a bit solid. I'll, I'll share the story of success with the BFN listeners. Guys, all you need to do is take a break and then just <laughs> return. But no, it was not to be. Oh, mate, sorry. Well, no, no. I mean, it's I'm in exactly the same position I was. Um, but it's been good. And we've also, you know, it's allowed me to think about other aspects of my health. Obviously, you know, you think about your health quite a lot anyway when you're trying because you're constantly like oh maybe this is the thing maybe that's the thing Hmm. but it I haven't realized before how kind of self-destructive the tint to those thoughts is like oh um I should resolve this thing in my health I'm doing it's not good that that's probably the reason oh I failed it's my fault blah 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 Mm. Whereas actually with the fertility thing taken out the equation, even just for a short time, I'm like, well, I can just go for a run without worrying that 
I was going to say worrying that my run's been too far. That hasn't yeah. really been the issue of late. <laughs> it's definitely been doing not enough exercise, but definitely in previous times of my life in this journey, uh, I've been like, maybe, yeah. oh God, maybe, maybe I shouldn't do exercise this number yeah. of times a week. Maybe that's oh too God. much. The adrenaline, the cortisol, I fucked it. Yeah. Maybe I was I've, pregnant and I fucked it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I've shaken out an implanted embryo mm-hmm. by mistake, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. oh God, maybe because I did exercise, mm-hmm. you know, after having sex in the morning, all the sperm's fallen out, you know. Can I just step in here and say that as a concern I have never had in my life? <laughs> <laughs> what, that you're shaking your sperms out? That I've somehow overexercised. Oh I had a lot of concerns, but overexercise has never been. It has been a concern of mine. Not that often, but it has. <laughs> I've definitely, yeah, I've definitely had that freak out after a run. I don't even exercise that much, but you know, I used to cycle to and from work, which is, you know, an hour of light cycling a day, but mm. then maybe do an hour in the gym in the morning or, you know, half an hour run or something on top of that. And, and obviously I think the point where you're exercising so much is, you know, I think it only really becomes an issue if you're like a professional, <laughs> potentially yeah. Olympic level athlete. Yeah. yeah. But you do I don't know I've kind of worked through every conceivable no pun intended um (laughs) reason in my head Mm. um so yeah so so again taking a break has been like oh well now I can just get on with that other stuff that I wanted to be thinking about like Mm -hmm. I want to eat a bit healthier lose a little bit of weight it doesn't matter if I'm on a diet because I'm that's not going to inhibit you know Mm -hmm. I (laughs) for two years I (laughs) maybe slightly self-indulgently I've been like well, it doesn't matter if I put on a couple of pounds because I'm going to need them pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, I'll need them. Yeah, <laughs> it'll all get covered up by my gigantic belly. Um, yeah. I, I actually wrote a blog basically that was that that was like, I, I'm, I'm either eating for two or I'm like comfort eating. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And now I'm just like, well, this is a good time to just get on with it eat healthier, do exercise. We're also doing a lot of exercise together, which we've never done before. So Mr. Sophie has just begun, well, not just begun a couple of months ago, begun personal training. So we're kind of doing all these like workouts together. Oh, that's so cute. I know. And I think it's it's been quite a good kind of stand in for other physical activity. Mm. We might be getting sweaty together with. Uh And I've read um, (laughs) something on the internet, which may or may not have any grain of truth in it that when couples exercise together it's quite a bonding experience yeah Yeah. probably all those sweaty pheromones right just reminds you so shrouding you in like the sex (laughs) is fun and you're sweaty (laughs) but imagine if we were doing something else (laughs) obviously throughout all of this the um the other thought in my mind is like well this definitely isn't gonna work because there's definitely one thing that we need to do to make a baby, and that is actually get some semen in me. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's a thing about, okay, should we continue? This feels good, but let's go back to it. So, yeah, went back to it a bit. Obviously, it hasn't worked. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of feeling a bit better about being slightly less pressured about having to do it all the time Mm. I was about to say are you like 
are you doing what the NHS says and having sex every other day, every week? Or are you kind of trying to isolate your fertile window and doing it then? I'm not doing what the NHS says and doing it every other day of my life because... um... Imagine how chafy that would be. (laughs) Imagine the chafing. I'd be so uncomfortable. I'm so in admiration of um, people, couples who can sustain that level. I think out of everyone I know, I've only got one pair of friends who were able to maintain that momentum. And I'm like, how, guys? Yeah, yeah, um, I have that pair of friends too. <laughs> I wonder you look so fucking happy and rosy cheek the whole time. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, God, I mean, we're two and a quarter years in. That would, it's, yeah. You would have infections. <laughs> It would be constant cystitis. I just needed to check, Sophie, because I wasn't sure. So I just had to make sure that you went. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things that even talking about, I'm like, but is am I kind of letting the side down? Is everyone else doing no, it that God, often? No, I, is I that, think is that why we're not pregnant yet? I, no, Do you know what, I, listeners, can you please write in and let us know how often you're doing it? <laughs> just really to make us all feel better. Well. Like if, it, if anybody is doing it every other day, it's actually the NHS guidance is every two to three days, um, then let us know. I was just going to say, do you know for sure that you're getting your fertile window correct? And that's a really stupid question, but. I believe so. I'm using a combination of uh, app slash cycle tracking. Mm. Plus, um, thanks to one of your wonderful expert speakers, Cervical Mucus. Ah, the mm-hmm. old CM. The old CM, yeah. Um so I'm pretty confident on that basis, but obviously tack a couple of days on either side to be on the safe side. Yeah, fair enough. And I'm very mindful of the fact that sperm potentially lives around five days, but your um, egg only for about 24 hours. Sorry, is egg a bit of a uh, layperson's term? No, I should probably say what people over. call them. Okay. It's definitely an egg, mate. It's definitely an egg. <laughs> an egg is an egg. An yeah. earth is an earth. earth. I don't know how fickle I need to be here. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, but, so I was... but then the other thing is, you know, because the doctors and consultants are all like, well, make sure you do it every other day. Um, and you're like, yeah, 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 of course we are. We are. Yeah. And then I'm like, am I cheating the system? <laughs> no. You're... But, the, but I, I also think they do that because they have to have quite a low bar for people knowing when they should be doing it. And, mm. and, and I <laughs> like to give you an example, when I first went to see my GP um, <laughs> to, to talk about the fact that, you know, we've been doing it for a year, blah, blah, blah. I think we're in first, I think we need tests. He was like, so just to check, are you doing it the, the normal way? and I was like you like notes up the bum what like I was kind of thinking in my head I didn't say this out loud but I was like does does he mean missionary (laughs) is that what's normal considered normal normal? (laughs) yeah and then he was like I was like um how do you mean he was like well are you sure that you're doing it in the right way I was like what I mean I've I've had much practice in this arena. <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty experienced. 
um no and he was like well it's just we did have um i did recently speak to a a couple a man and a woman who said who i asked this question to and they said yeah yeah and the guy said yeah yeah we just do it the same way every time i just um shag it for a bit and then pull out and do it on, you know oh. do my business on a tits <laughs> no <laughs> no i don't believe that that's and a lie this, that's gonna be a lie seeps into her tits through the nipples and voila i yeah. don't believe that that's yeah yeah that's bona fide from the mouth of my gp someone's hilarious but I, you know probably there you know i guess particularly if you're maybe a bit younger i haven't read that much about it but i suppose if you've watched a lot of pornography yeah porn porn um, that features men shagging women you'd probably think well that's the natural way to end things yeah if not into the camera lens straight on the titties <laughs> <laughs> Well, we haven't been doing it that way. Okay, great. Good, great. good to clarify that. <laughs> I'm good. I am very confident we've been putting it in the right place. In the right hole. Yeah. I'm really glad for you. I'm yeah, happy. Me too. Um, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us about your tattoo now? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I I dropped that little bomb off air. Off air. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that to us or the listeners. Come on. Yeah. Get your tats out. Get yeah, maybe that's out. why I'm in a good mood today as well, because it's an exciting new thing I have done. Where myself. is it? Uh, it's on my wrist. And what mm-hmm. is it? It is a kind of abstract pencil. Um, Very abstract. You probably wouldn't tell what it is. The tattoo artist said, oh, right, I thought it was a candle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's cool. That's what I want. I don't want anyone to know but me. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's basically just four four lines, a kind of pencil slashed with an infinity symbol. Okay. And I've thought, I've wanted it for ages. I designed it like two years ago. Okay. Um, but obviously, I, you know, you're not meant to get a tattoo if you're pregnant. So I kept thinking, oh, I better not because what if, what if, what if? This. You did it. And now I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, Doing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well done, mate. Can, can you send us a photo? Yeah, can you? Yes, but not today because it's covered in oh, yeah, um, kind of tattoo film. version of cling film and tape. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send you a nice picture in two weeks' time. Um, what does it symbolise? It is, it's kind of a little note to sell. I love the fact I've done this abstract symbol so that it's totally mysterious to everyone else but me. But now I'm broadcasting it oh, yeah, freely. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it's Hello. totally fine. It's totally fine. Um, it is um, because everything that I love doing is about kind of writing or drawing or imagery. Mm. You know, my work is background as a journalist now in communications. My two of my main interests outside of work for myself that also are part of my work is writing, drawing, creating. And it's a kind of little daily reminder to do something like that very often mm, if not awesome. daily because I'm going to see it every day um, it. and now I have to live up to it and keep doing all that stuff because it's there every day and also more recently although I have been thinking about it getting it way before I started even trying for baby I'm it's kind of imbued with this other meaning which is 
there are other ways for me to pass something on to future generations. I'm not saying that anything I write or have drawn is <laughs> going to be remembered for, for centuries. Um, but I just think, you know, there's other ways to create impact in the world other yeah. than having a family and passing down your experiences and knowledge and maybe even wisdom to the next generation. You know, I hope I can create some positive impact through my life through the work I do and the stuff I create and, you know, you know, sharing that with limited number of other people to bring them joy or comfort. And that that kind of wisdom is why we wanted you on the show. (laughs) That was beautiful. Yeah. And also what was quite funny is when I was leaving, the guy was like, oh, we were getting on really well. He was a really nice dude. Um, Shout out Storyville Tattoo in Dulwich. It's absolutely great. Um, But yeah, the guy was like, oh, so what are your plans this evening? I was like, oh, well, actually I'm recording a podcast. And then him and the other tattoo artist and the woman that was being tattooed were like, oh, cool. What, what's it about? I was like, infertility. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, that kind of, yeah. keep my smile exactly where it was three seconds ago. So you can't detect anything on my face. I know and I'm like, exactly. can you detect it, guys? You've slightly stiffened and I know why. And I was like, don't worry. Everyone um, asks like, that and blah 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 I was like one in seven people who try going to experience this and we've got to talk about it you know oh it's right. fine to look talk at about. you spreading the good word it's funny <laughs> it took me ages to to learn to say what my podcast was about without following up with I mean it's a bit niche um you know it's not for everyone uh, um but yeah I that's it's fine with me you know because you just you feel like you have to kind of respond to their face you know yeah or something I th- um, does that mean I'm weird? Because I just say infertility and then I look them dead in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're great. You're both great at it. And I think, you know, I, um, you know, even when I wrote the newsletter for you, you know, I felt a bit weird about like, am I going to acknowledge this publicly in any way? Um, no. And then, you know, I just think actually I reflected on that and I was like, well, we shouldn't be ashamed of being infertile. Like it's not our fucking fault. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's, there shouldn't be any shame about it. And there's, there's a kind of weird cultural hangover that somehow it is the people who are experiencing it fault. And you know, mm. it's your fault for yeah. making other people uncomfortable. So, yeah. so why are you making other people uncomfortable with your conversations about infertility? Kind of thing. It's like, well, actually, no, that's not how it should be. But I think also there's something um, that's a cultural hangover from an age. And obviously it's not just women who get pregnant. Um, It's certainly not just women who experience infertility. But I think there's something, um, you know, from previous centuries and previous generations that sees this as women are to blame. You know, there's something distinctly anti-feminist. The Hilary Mantel books are amazing. They're like the Wolf Hall books. Because they're just like, it's like, full of women that can't conceive. Like it's, you know, it's part of why um, Henry VIII was so mental. And um, and it's just like, just a- absolute constant blame on these poor women mm-hmm. who just like end up dying or being beheaded because they can't conceive. And then there's somebody in France who like has a phantom pregnancy, which is a real phenomenon back then. And um, it's it's just, and it's just all the woman's fault and they're, you know, there's something wrong with them. 
Yeah. It's really... No looking at the common denominator. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, that Henry, eh? <laughs> Henry and his dodgy jitters. Um, but yeah, it's it's really... It's quite, like, stark. And when you're going through it and reading it, it's very uncomfortable. But mm. it does... It uh, tells you a lot. Explains I'm, a lot. I'm really glad to know that because I will totally admit that I started Wolfhall. I got about 50 pages in thinking, God, this is great. I'm definitely going to speed through this. And then um, just got a bit overwhelmed by the hundreds of remaining pages. Mm -hmm. Um, But actually, that's a very good reason to return to it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I will start by saying... I don't know whether to address you as Wegan or Whitney and Megan. That is, yep, yeah, you can address us um, e- either way. I mean, people okay. do call us Wegan. I'm glad you pronounced it correctly because some people oh. think it's Wegan or Wegan. Oh, no. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's all good. No. <laughs> but no. we are Whitney and Megan, technically. Okay. Yes. Well, we hi, two- Whitney and Megan. Hello. Okay, Wegan. Thank you for joining us. What, what a pleasure to have you on. Like, I feel like you're adding a touch of glamour. Oh, 100%. that's so kind of you. Thank I'm you. So sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I feel deeply unglamorous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like as you guys know, we are we begin every episode by asking um to asking you guys to tell us about your journey. Okay. Oh yeah, sure. So, um, I'm Whitney, American accent. Hi, Whitney. <laughs> Hello. Um, and and Megan and I have been together going on thirteen years. So, you know, we naturally felt like, even though we love our fur babies dearly, that it was mm. time to expand to human babies. Mm. <laughs> so we started the process um, last year, you know, 2020. We thought it was going to be our year, but we had no idea what was in store for 2020 oh in, in general. It was no idea, was it? It was, it was I mean, Mr. Amazon's year. 
totally um so apart from you know that alone we um it turned out not to be our year but we also found out when we were doing a a campaign with a company in america we found out that home insemination from sperm sperm banks shipped to your home has been illegal in the uk since 2005 so essentially Gives, yeah, so that was just the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then we just started going down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of a lot of other injustices, you know, that we found across the entire mm. sector. Exactly, yeah. So for us, obviously, we're just trying to figure out what our journey is. And then we found out that, um, you know, obviously we have to go to, to a fertility clinic in order to have treatment because they won't obviously ship the sperm to the home. So that was kind of sad because we wanted to do it at home. Um, and then obviously we found out that actually most CCGs require same-sex couples to do six rounds of IUI self-funded yeah. before they might give them like one free round of IVF, obviously depending on your area. Mm-hmm. Um, and my sister who is straight had been going through IVF. So I knew like firsthand, like obviously how hard it can be, but also the requirements placed on straight couples was two years, well, is two years um, un- unprotected sex. So immediately I was like, well, there's just a huge financial barrier they're putting on same-sex couples mm-hmm. um, in order to access the exact same treatment. So um, that was something that just really shocked us. And then we had a lot of our followers reach out, say that's basically the reason why they financially have not been able to afford to create a family. You know, maybe they've been able to do three rounds of RUI and there's mm. an, an issue, but they won't get IVF until they've done six. So God. and we've had some followers be told, like, literally, if you were straight, you would have got the funding because you're gay, you're going to have to paying for it and it's just mind-blowing that that is what what is in place so just to put it in context IUI is in this country it's about 500 quid ago isn't it so that's you're looking at three grand it's a lot of money yeah well Before I think most ones IVF. we looked at they're about a grand for IUI oh, really? and, right. um but also sperm if you're buying if you are buying it from the sperm bank it's about like a, over a grand per vial which is like 0.5 milliliters of sperm so you look that's one go effectively apparently um so obviously yeah. you don't know how many rounds it's going to take you but if you have to buy six rounds and you're looking at at least or siblings as well 6k and then <laughs> yeah when you want siblings so yeah mm-hmm. it was quite a journey to figure out how many vials of sperm to buy and put on ice and how long to reserve them for because there's little fees yeah. with all that kind of stuff yeah. so it came out to be yeah. around 10 to 30 grand um, jesus jesus yeah. Yeah. People have, to, have to pay yeah exactly and then on top of that we found out that because there is this obviously the, this barrier on getting sperm from sperm banks to your home so obviously you get mm-hmm. me- like medically screened sperm mm-hmm. um uh people are having to turn to like facebook to find donors and men supposedly kindly offering you know free sperm yeah. with no strings attached but, but you, either, don't, you, you don't know, know where it's coming from you don't know where it's come <laughs> from you don't know who they are and also even if you have a contract drawn up it doesn't actually legally hold up in no. court mm. does it not no it no. doesn't unfortunately yeah. yeah i was gonna say if you've heard of much of that going on because um, yeah we have and that's really just so disheartening and scary because obviously people think oh it's fine i'm protected because we've got this contract yeah. but to think that they actually wouldn't actually stand up in court is, is really petrifying it's uh, i mean you can see why people would go down that route because yeah. mm. it's sperm is uh, there's a lot of it around yeah it's free <laughs> usually you know like so why not just you know why not just get it off someone you've never met before over the internet um but backstreet jizz yeah backstreet jizz all right but, um... <laughs> that's a new song yeah. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> but, um, you're like you're stopping your your you know you're ba- like blocking access to to mm. safe and screen sperm which is the issue here isn't it it's, it's exactly it's really yeah. really fucking unfair 
Exactly. And, and a lot of these men sometimes, you know, they, they know these women are very vulnerable and that, you know, they want to expand right. their family and they prey on that. And we've heard stories, you know, that women essentially get, you know, raped sometimes, you know, oh for the sake of having a child. And when we heard that and, and, mm. and stories like that, it's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even a top fertility doctor told us that she knows that has happened to women. So wow. she was like really behind our like, campaign. So it's just shocking, really, that that is what oh, is happening. That, is that we're that's what people are being forced into. Which is going to cause you know more issues. Any like in terms of costing you know the NHS money anyway, with all the issues that it can actually cause in, in retrospect. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm interested. Like, because obviously, um, I'd love to know how the campaign went, how it's going, but also, have you had answers from? Um, is it I don't know? Is it the HFEA that that regulate that as to why they think that? that's not safe option to have it sent to your home yeah i think we have found out before and they their basic thing is that it gives you more rights um because you're protected because you've bought sperm from a sperm bank but i think well that's exactly the same thing if it gets shipped to your home because there's a record of that um and Mm. equally if if you're married you're already protected anyway there's like parent one and two so Mm. honestly i think it's just a way to make money that's all there is to it it's funny when you compare this with, um, so last series we spoke to someone in the US, in Seattle, mm. who was in a queer couple and they had been doing um, <laughs> that basically their own insemination, like I think in the back of a car in a car park, as I recall, <laughs> oh mm. using sperm from their friend. Um, but I don't think it was... You know, it's obviously a bit awkward, but I don't think it was legally problematic at all. No, I think no, it's very different it's, in America. Yeah, very, um, very different. I mean, obviously, yeah, you can use your friend's sperm over here yeah. or relative, whoever, if you know someone. Um, but what's crazy is they actually, the, um, well, N- NHS won't accept that you've been trying with, with home insemination. So say if we had had a friend, we wanted to use the sperm and we tried for two years, they actually wouldn't even accept that as proof. We'd still have to fund six rounds of IUI before they would give um, free IVF, which just, just makes no sense because surely it's exactly the same thing. God, how annoying. Mental. <laughs> and so, I know. And so has, has, has anything, have you, you know, how's, the, how's it all going? Has anything happened? I mean, obviously it launched really well. We were featured exclusively in the Sunday Times and Channel 4 News and ITV News um, also promoted it. We won there and Refinery29. So we got really great press around yeah. it. Um, and we're at over 5,000 signatures. So whilst it's still great, we're not quite where we need to be because we need to be at least 10,000 in order to take it to government. So um, we just hope that we can keep creating awareness and hopefully get some more signatures. Yeah. So wow. please do sign if you're listening. Indeed, exactly. <laughs> Everyone listening is going to go and sign, obviously. Yeah. So where can we find it, guys? It's on change.org forward slash fertility equality. Lovely. Um, okay, can we talk about you now? <laughs> you guys. Um when did Whitney and Megan become Wagon? Oh, good question. question. <laughs> um, well, we met in person in 2008, but Whitney has a little story about how we met, technically. Well, I really call it a divine intervention. Um, I've always had an obsession with the British accent since I was a child, um, mm-hmm. from the South originally. And I mean, obsessed with the Spice Girls. And I was like, oh, just in love with that. Same, accent. same. Oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> Um, so when I was in college, I went to university in Hawaii and I was home for Christmas break in Kentucky and I was super jet lagged. And I was like, man, I wonder, I wonder how British girls just differ from American girls. Cause I didn't really know anyone from England at that point. So 
I mean, this is 2006. So mm-hmm. as you do, MySpace was like the number one social networking site. Mm-hmm. I remember it well. Yes, those were the days. Those were. Um, so I was jet lagged and uh-huh. I thought I would actually just Google like British zip code. And all these letters came up and I was like, this is weird. But I went with it because then I figured out postcode. They're just a bit different than ours. Mm-hmm. So the first one that um, Google or Yahoo, whatever it was back then, gave me, I put into my space and I hit search and Megan was on the first page. No way. Oh, my God. That's so bizarre. That's, it is so wild, like like upon reflection. And there's so many postcodes in the UK. You know, like every street has their own. We're in the yeah. States, it's mm. like a whole area. It's way more... Um, the areas you know greater so the odds of actually getting Megan's exact postcode was was crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did accept when she added me as a friend as well <laughs> and then what so you just talked over MySpace and then yeah, yeah. so we talked over MySpace um, but apparently I didn't get back to her like as quickly as she wanted <laughs> because I was like oh this girl's cute but she's in Hawaii obviously never gonna meet um, where she was like oh my god she's British I'm obsessed and then um, it wasn't until about maybe half a year she, before we met that she told me she was coming to study abroad in London so then I was like oh not because of Megan but just to scratch that itch you know okay, of like okay. fulfilling my, not my yeah, childhood of course, of course yeah. not because of Megan obviously no. obviously to find the Spice cool Girls. for that yeah go and look for the Spice Girls <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we met in 2008 and um basically got together that weekend and two weeks later we were official so yeah and I think nice. it was during that period that Whitney's fellow Americans who also were studying abroad um, coined us wagon. One of them just said, "Called us wagon," and that was it. It was done. Was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. That's where began, and then we did four years of long distance from Hawaii well, to yeah. the UK. That's not well. so which fun, wasn't, which wasn't great. But we bridged the gaps of geography, and I've lived here now almost a decade. So okay, wow. Um, before we move on, because I want to ask you about all of the things that you've started, because you are both entrepreneurs, and your output is quite amazing. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, do you want to just let us know where you're at with the dip, with the fertility journey? Because yes. Yeah, that's a good question where we're at. So basically, um, towards the end of last year, I've had all the checks done, had the lovely high cozy, you know, getting the tubes tested, oh, which was horrendous. Um, mm. We had the counselling appointment that was mandatory for us, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're all kind mm. of like we've had our AMH levels ready, so we're all kind of ready to rock and roll. But um, we've also purchased sperm. We will, yeah, we purchased oh, sperm. Wow. Exactly, yeah, we're good. But that's I've an important like, step. Uh, yeah, there's a lot to unpack. There's there. a lot. Yeah, we basically like taking like every step possible apart from actually doing the first IUI. So. Um, yeah, we're, we're gonna. We thought it might be the beginning of this year, but had a couple of like health issues, like nothing serious, but ones that kind of you need to get a bit sorted so I can be mm-hmm. healthier to carry, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah. yeah, we are wait, waiting and seeing as to when it might begin. Mm. Can I ask a, a terrible straight girl question? Yeah. Sure. Um, how did you decide which one of you is going to carry? Well, um, Megan's going to go first, we decided, because she's mm. a year older. Um, not that that okay. really has anything to do with it as mm. such, but I just want to, I mean, <laughs> as much as I can't wait to have a child, I'm actually mortified of caring. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm going to see how Megan gets on before yeah. I go for yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, round two. equally, I'm not sure I can deal with Whitney being pregnant because she's just not the best like patient. <laughs> <laughs> like and even her mum's like oh I don't know Megan I think you should carry <laughs> I think you should carry twice <laughs> but we got this is a much sperm. safer option for everyone yeah yeah I mean, we, all, we all got to look after you know <laughs> I mean, in theory what we I mean what we have said and hopefully still will happen if I can woman up and carry is you know Megan's gonna go first and then a couple years later we'll go round two um and we've mm. got enough sperm so our 
children can be siblings and then okay. the sex that's what we're hoping about, obviously we know from everyone out there yeah that things don't go to plan so we have absolutely no idea obviously exactly. what exactly the journey is ahead for us oh yeah. my god see well, how it goes realistic but hopeful and yeah we're willing I think to go with the flow and if that makes sense like i mean roll with the punches the good the bad the ugly i mean mm-hmm. with, with yeah. sister i mean we saw everything she went through and it was you know it broke, broke our hearts a lot as well and it gave us such an understanding of what the journey can be but she mm. just had a little boy as well and he's adorable oh, and we love our nephew so we know that it you know it was, it was a good ending for her but, mm-hmm. but we're just realistic yeah. as well if that makes sense yeah i'm interested to know did you guys go where did you go for the sperm because um, we... a lot of people here go to the go to denmark we did indeed go to denmark yeah hey. we started looking at it's the place to be um we did actually start looking at um yeah clinics in the uk and then we quickly mm. realized that there's not many sperm donors, but equally there's no information. We didn't mm. like the fact that we couldn't see baby yeah. photos or adult photos or just anything. I mean, you're just going by a few sentences. Like they literally tell you it's like blue eyes and blonde hair. I'm like, well, that's not, no, I can't base, <laughs> base it on that. <laughs> so yeah, we looked at um, different sperm banks and we actually um, partnered up with Cryos International because we found them to be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. We're really pleased with you know the fact that we could see the baby photos and the adult photos, hear their voice. Um, oh, and also they write a letter to like you but also the, your future child explaining oh. to why they want to be a sperm donor and I the really donor like that. that we picked like basically it was almost the letter that actually like chose him for us if that makes sense um can you so we got um an email this week from a person who um is in a heterosexual couple and has mm. been told they'd have they have to use a sperm donor and mm. was just mm. feeling so kind of overwhelmed by the idea of having to find a sperm donor and like what what do you so what were your kind of steps what was the process mm. of finding one it is overwhelming like we thought at first it might be exciting but actually it's yeah. a bit more overwhelming than exciting and it just okay. feels a little bit weird I mean it'll probably feel weird for different couples for different reasons um mm-hmm. but for, for us obviously we decided that basically we wanted to try and find a sperm donor that would be as close to sort of Whitney's features and my features yeah um so in the sense that potentially the child might look like it's related to us hopefully but obviously they can turn out completely completely different um Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what we started the basis on um looking for like hair color and eye color and that kind of thing and then um health is is down to like yeah then we checked the medical and the health I mean cries international I mean pretty much I think all of theirs are are always medically screened to the point that they're all going to be healthy anyway Mm -hmm. what was the percentage they accepted of people who actually yeah like five ten percent of people who apply they actually accept i think so so it's quality as well it's it's literally the creme de la creme (laughs) (laughs) but it does it it takes a lot you know we looked at so many like baby photos and i will say it's worth getting the upgrade to adult photos oh really (laughs) it's quite shocking how different they can turn out (laughs) cute babies yeah bad men yeah I mean, uh, beauty is in the eye uh, of the beholder Absolutely. at the end of the day. Of course, yeah. of course. it is. That's uh, very true. It is true. But I mean, it's just nice to have a picture of, you know, but the, you the genes your child might, yeah. may have later in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So but I think, yeah, for a straight couple, you know, obviously they'd probably be looking for someone that looks similar to, the to their husband. Partner. Yeah, yeah, to their partner. Yeah. So, um, whereas for us, because we want it, because we're both going to carry, it's kind of difficult. We kind of need someone who looks in between of both of us, which is kind of yeah, strange. That's um, an interesting point. Yeah. So we felt the donor looks like Whitney as a baby, but when we actually saw the adult photo, we actually had more of my features 
So that was quite ah. interesting. He was very handsome and he literally looked like what I would imagine our son would look like if we did combine our genes, which <laughs> was amazing. And then he had the letter and then his voice and all of these things about him were just oh. amazing. And he seemed like such a good person. And that's all very important as well. It's so. mad that you can hear their voice. I didn't know that. What What are they saying in the so um, on, on Cryos International, at least, what they do in theirs is they read out the letter that they've written. So you can see okay, their handwriting and see the letter. Mm. And then you can also listen to it as well. So Emotion, you know, a little yeah. bit. It can be. That's a bit emotion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. You guys have got a social media agency, a dating app, a clothing line, a digital cookbook, and a beer. And there's probably more that I didn't spy. How do you find the time for all of this stuff? Where do you get the ideas from? Oh, wow. Whitney is the ideas person. I'm the ideas person. And I have, like, ADHD, like, literally to the, I mean had it my whole entire life and I just thought it disappeared when you got older and it doesn't (laughs) so thank goodness that I'm with Megan who can actually like help me execute these ideas um Mm -hmm. and she's equally as excited as me so yeah without her you know I think she's the real yeah sometimes we're a bit jealous of people who just do like one thing we're like oh wouldn't that be great but no we like to run multiple things at the same time (laughs) I think we call it a portfolio career Oh, oh, I like nice. that. Yeah, yeah, I like that exactly. But this, is, I mean, COVID, you know, definitely taught us. You know, you can't put all your eggs in one basket, and luckily, no. we never did. So, even though we actually, as social media like influencers, that side, we were actually mainly travel bloggers at that time. We'd gone mm-hmm. to so many countries in, like the year before, but at the same time, we always had other, you know, I don't know, different verticals or whatever that we focused on that we weren't just solely travel. So we were yeah. really grateful. Because obviously we haven't been anywhere for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is your favourite thing oh. that you've done? My goodness. I think ultimately it's probably the fact that we do get to be um, influencers as, as such. Because when we started out, that wasn't a career that existed. We didn't know it could exist. And the reason we're online is because I put ourselves online to try and help um, lesbian visibility, basically, to show mm-hmm. you know that lesbian couples exist. Because back then there really wasn't any, I mean, anything this is 10 in the years media. Ago, yeah, this is we've been online for over ten years, so wow. <laughs> yeah, it's been long. So I think that the fact that we're still going and still doing that, but also that it's turned into a career, is quite amazing. Because that was definitely not yeah. something I would, if someone had told me about then, I would have just been like, "What are you talking about?" I mean, exactly. I mean, I think the fact though that we can. Um, we quit our nine to fives three year, three and a half years ago and we're able to work together side by side every day I think is ultimately the most rewarding um, it just gives us time as well even though we're busy all the time but, mm. <laughs> but what we do is our choice if that makes sense I think that is amazing though like it should not be underestimated how amazing people who can work with their partners are because yeah. I just <laughs> do hats off yeah, I've remarked on this podcast before that I would definitely be divorced by now. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, we do have our fights like sisters. Mm-hmm. I mean, Megan did tell me to get an Uber home the other day after uh, <laughs> yeah, I read that Starbucks tip. Yeah, it is but... a true story. <laughs> yep. But, you know, we, we make up. We, we actually laughed hysterically in bed about it that night. It was so funny. But... <laughs> they are really yeah, pathetic arguments to witness, you must be said. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the Fem Tribe? Because you've kind of started a campaign to get greater visibility for feminine lesbians. What what is that about and why? Oh yeah. So quite a few years ago actually, yeah, I started it um to try and increase like feminine visibility. Because again, mm-hmm. when this 
when this was around, there really wasn't any, hardly anyone else online that was out as um, feminine lesbians or LGBTQ plus women. So basically it's trying to challenge stereotypes and break them down really and to show that other femme LGBTQ plus women exist, um, which is great because that, I mean, I started that a few, a few years ago and used to obviously like showcase different women. And then now we have Fine Femmes, which is our dating website and community. So, cool. so on, on Instagram, like, it has a really good community and we've also just recently launched the Fem Edition, which is our online publication. So it's kind of like an extension of that, but it's where we get to share, you know, lots of like news and stuff like that, but also other um, experiences by other Fem women of their, mm. of their lives really. So yeah, uh, it's great. Oh, awesome. Well done. Bye, um, I, uh, I mean, this must, you must get this all the time, Whitney, but what was the best thing about living in Hawaii because those of us who haven't been there just think it must be the most amazing place in the world I mean apart from like the amazing weather um Mm. which was it was truly like paradise every single day like you almost were like oh it rained (laughs) just to break it up a little bit but um I mean everywhere you turned it was stunning like you couldn't escape location if that makes sense but what I really loved and I didn't expect when I first went to Hawaii was the diversity I mean, because Hawaii yeah. is actually closer to East Asia than it is mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge Asian influence, which was amazing. So the food there, if you can imagine, with like a Hawaiian twist, like Korean food, the best Vietnamese oh, food, like, oh, to die for. It was so amazing. good. And I love just being around different cultures because I was from Kentucky at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was just craving diversity. I was just so sick <laughs> of where I was from. Um, so I absolutely just loved, like, just you know meeting different people from all over the world mm. that was really yeah. cool i love hawaii it's my favorite place and it also has this amazing spirit they call it the aloha spirit it's just the mm. kindness of yeah. the people and it's like no other it's just it's lovely i always is it just like sunsets on the beach every night because that's like what mm-hmm. i yeah, think of it, it really is hawaii. and the sunsets are incredible um and some people I mean I think like Oprah said I mean don't quote me if Oprah hears this but I think she said it was the, like the closest thing to heaven she could ever imagine because it is oh just God. like wow. wow and so other than Megan oh sorry other <laughs> other than Megan what's your favorite thing about England um, I think I mean I know um <laughs> apart from okay oh, my favorite thing actually is I think in compared to a lot of other countries like America um, I think it really looks after its people in important ways if that makes sense like the universal health care okay. um, uh-huh. paid time off like you know you, you get 20 what is it like minimum 20 days off a year yeah plus eight plus eight holidays. Bank holidays and you can get you know maternity leave depending on yeah. you, you know at the end of the day after your 12 months you're still guaranteed a job no matter what which yeah. is still lovely. not what it's like it's in America not what it's like in America no. at all um and just those basic human rights, I think, are just nice to know, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But you love a cup of tea. But I do love a good cup mm. of tea. <laughs> uh, I think I've mastered a good way, you know, to, to make it finally, which is Yeah, good. when, when uh, she first literally came over, like, hadn't been here long, and she went to make me a cup of tea, and she got a tablespoon out and said, how many, <laughs> how many sugars? I was like, oh, oh um, teaspoon, not a yeah, tablespoon, thank I've, you. I've, it's taken a while, but I'm there. And I love a crumpet. Like, oh, yeah. oh, God, crumpets are the best. Yeah, so much are. butter, you know, going in the little holes and it just drips when you pick it up. That's, yeah, that's yeah, great. Dreaming. Okay. <laughs> you made me feel better about living in the UK. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the UK is a great place. I mean, the weather's not great, but I think oh, it's my God, it's not the moment. It's freezing. Yeah. It is weird. Like, this time last year, I mean, we were sunbathing, so I don't know what's yeah. going on. I put shorts on in April and didn't take them off till like 
October. Mm, yeah, I know. It was amazing. It's been year. snowing. What the hell? I mean, yeah, it snowed two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely insane. Um guys, it's been so great to talk to you. So I guess one more question and that is like what's next for you guys? Oh goodness. Um I guess the next thing for us is when Megan's body is, you know, gives us the the okay, we're going to take the step to expand um family um, and you know might be yeah. doing some boring adult stuff, you know, like you know extending the house and <laughs> right. you know, yeah. Yeah doing that kind of thing um yeah and hopefully maybe start doing a little bit more traveling as well before, mm. before Megan's yeah we're hoping to unable to travel that would be nice if yeah where's the first place you're gonna go as much as I would love to go somewhere exotic I'm gonna go see my my mom oh, um, in the south uh, it's been a year and a half since I've seen oh her it's very oh. close so yeah it's been a yeah it's been tough so I'm excited to go just to go see family at the end of the day yeah. but after that's all done and dusted you know <laughs> maybe we'll go back to Hawaii um touch base there is maybe where we want to go next cool well nice. thank you so much for joining us yes uh, thank you it's so fun talking to you oh, oh, thank you for having, having us. us you guys yeah, were great really... we, we had such a good time oh good and keep us up to date with the campaign yeah, yeah definitely. definitely and everyone is going to go and sign right now yeah. and now it's time for IVF what the F what the F um, talking about the single double yeah dilemma what do you do if you've got two, what do you do? Um, yes. So, should I tell you about my last embryo transfer? Please do. Um, I was having my embryo transferred about three weeks before my best friend gave birth to twins. Mm. And um, the as I went into the room, the doctor or whoever it was, or the nurse said, are you sure you don't want to? <gasps> and I Did said, you? yeah. Which is weird. I like, and I think maybe she was just making conversation. Like, I don't know if it, that was a serious offer mm. because guys are very, I'm, uh, sorry, because my clinic was very like anti double embryo transfer. Mm. Um, but as my friend was, I mean, obviously I was desperate to get pregnant, mm. but as my friend was the size of like a few houses, <laughs> like maybe an apartment block. But really um, carrying it quite well, so if you're oh, yeah. listening. Yeah, obviously carrying it brilliantly, but um, also like in agony. I said, no, I would like one, please. Yes. And um, yeah, I'm, I think it's very hard because there's on one side, there's this whole like, well, I could just complete my family in one go and that's it. It's done. Mm. And that's wonderful. On the other hand, there's this, you know, uh, multiple pregnancies are among the two the two like most dangerous side effects of IVF the other one being OHSS Mm. they're the two risks that are usually mentioned when you're talking about IVF so um you know it's very difficult it is um and that's why we were going to ask Professor Tim what he thinks and obviously if you're in that same quandary it's worth talking to your clinic as well obviously Mm -hmm. to get your kind of choices as informed as possible and also just looking up the stats Mm. because and and not just looking at the stats of like you know how many embryos implant but also looking up like how many pregnancies fail when there are multiple multiples and how many you know births are very difficult because you know all we think about when we're doing IVF is getting pregnant but Mm. then looking towards the other end Mm -hmm. 
is important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so here's what Professor Tim has to say. So we know that a fair proportion of embryos that are made either naturally or with IVF are not viable because they have the wrong number of chromosomes within. And that abnormality can come from the egg or the sperm. But, and as men and women get older, the proportion of their eggs and sperm that are chromosomally abnormal goes up. And that's the reason for the drop-off in fertility as people age. Because we can't tell which, whether embryos are chromosomally normal just by looking at them, the way you can try and improve success rates is to put back more embryos, just hoping that at least one of the ones you put back is chromosomally normal in plants and goes on to live birth. And indeed, back in the 1980s and 90s, it was very common to put three um, or even more embryos back into a woman's uterus because you knew that the chance of each embryo implanting was very low, so therefore you would put more of them back. Now, over the years, it's been recognised that if clinics focus on uh, better quality embryos by improving embryo culture and also by culturing embryos onto the blastocyst stage, then you, can in, then you can in fact get very good success rates by doing an elective single embryo transfer or ESET of a blastocyst. Also with improved freezing or vitrification techniques, it means that if you put a single embryo back, that obviously gives you an extra embryo that's available for freezing. And so probably in most clinics now around half of people having an embryo transfer will have spare embryos left over that are suitable for freezing. So normal practice now in the UK uh, and most other countries in fact would be to aim to put a single good quality blastocyst back in a fresh cycle in a woman who's in her 30s or below. However as women move into their later 30s and into their 40s because the proportion of embryos that are chromosomally abnormal and are therefore non-viable increases, what you can do to try and improve success rate is to put back two embryos. The obvious downside of that is that potentially both embryos might implant and we know that the risks of a twin pregnancy are higher for mother and babies. For women in their 20s and for most of their 30s, you don't really get much of a higher success rate by putting two embryos back rather than one. You really just bring that twin rate. And there have been a number of studies showing that if a woman has two embryos suitable, then your total chance of having a baby is the same whether you put them both back at the same time, because you might have two babies at once, or you put one back now, and if not pregnant, you come back in a month or two and have a frozen cycle and put the second one back then. And there's a bit, of, a bit of a saying about this. It's, um, of course, you know, have two babies, but have them one at a time. Fortunately, now in UK practice, it would be very, very unusual indeed to put three embryos back. It is legally allowed in women in their 40s, but I think very few clinics would actually be, be doing that because of the significant risk of triplets. And that's it. That's a wrap. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed it, guys. Yes very much hope you enjoyed it i don't know who we're talking to next week do you know um i don't think we've decided because we've got um you know we've got a number of interviews in the can haven't we yeah we have we've been working hard um yeah so i will you know you'll find it's a mystery it's a mystery it's a kind of unwrap unwrap the podcast tuesday morning and get a surprise absolutely um in the meantime everybody have a lovely week have a lovely week yeah have a good one Like can can everybody just do like a reverse rain dance where like 
it just gets a bit warmer. Sundance. Let's do the Sundance. Yeah, but they're like the warmth dance because we've got a sun. Yeah, that's true. The sun is out. It's just, it's just not doing much. It's just a bit <laughs> insipid. <laughs> Bring on the sun. Okay. Have a great week, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.